Rolling up on 6.07 on your Thursday morning on the first day of fall or autumn. Take your pick, however you want to reference it. The, or the third season of the year, if that's the way you want to look at it, that could work as well. Beautiful weather for the uh, the start of fall. Hopefully it continues on. It's always nice to get a little bit more uh, more fall than just three weeks, <laughs> which I think we've seen before, haven't we? Uh, with uh, ugly weather in October. Hopefully not. Keep your fingers crossed. Knock on wood. Uh, you may remember a conversation uh, that, that I think got started... Probably two, almost two and a half years ago, about two years ago. Uh, my wife used to work uh, with the Alberta Conservation Association, first brought this to my attention. It was some kind of parasite. And it's it's an absolute nightmare horror story that came out of uh, some news stories at the time. So it's a parasite that, that, that they can get into the coyote population, can be transferred to, to pets like uh, dogs, and then transferred to humans. It's basically a, a ball of worms that ends up, I know it's totally gross, ball of worms that can in, end up inside a human being, and it is fatal unless it's treated with a certain drug. Basically, people who get this have to be on this drug for the rest of their lives, or they won't make it. So this is, this is serious stuff, and how do you, and you, you have to find a way to inform at the same time not cause absolute panic for people. But at the time, it was, there were a number of studies going on seeing how many of the, uh, the, the urban population or the rural population of coyotes actually had this type of parasite because, obviously, it could spread faster the more of them that they get. Well, there's some new evidence that, yes, indeed, it is spreading, that it is getting worse. And this isn't just in Alberta because we were focused pretty hard on Alberta when we were covering this first a couple of years ago, but now we're talking about national tracking. So Scott Sujan is a Ph.D. student in natural resource sciences at McGill University, studied the coyotes and this particular uh, uh, parasite, the E. multicularis, uh, as a research uh, assistant at the U of A. So Scott's joining us to give us a little bit more insight on this this morning. Scott, thanks so much for taking the time to join us today. Well, thank you so much for having me, Daryl, and for helping bring this message to the public. Well, it's it's again, you got to be careful about about information and panic. But when you hear what this thing or these things can do, it's I can see where people would start to go, "Wow, I almost want to panic." Yeah, I mean it, it it is a bit of a scary disease, although we do want to emphasize that you know the likelihood of actually acquiring it is still pretty low. Um, and you know there have only been about 20, 25 to thirty cases in Alberta so far. I do remember those some of those numbers coming out though, and it was expected because this has a long period of uh, of uh, of until it becomes obvious that there could be a lot more. Have we no, we've not seen that then uh, of other cases that we just didn't know about at the time, but would have manifested by now. Right, so the, the challenge with monitoring this parasite is that after, after the time you acquire it, it takes about 5 to 15 years before you actually start to develop clinical symptoms. And so, you know, we suspect that more people might have it right now, but have not yet presented to the point where they would, you know, might seek clinical assistance for it. Yeah, so if you're talking about the 19 or 20, I guess, uh, you know, with the 5 to 15 years, uh, with the, this, this jury's still out. It is, yes. But again, we... Like to to acquire the parasite, you need to actually consume uh, viable eggs, and you know the likelihood of accidentally doing that is still pretty small. Uh, you would basically do it through your own pets, who would then contract it as well, because the pets go out and they smell everything. Dogs they get out to an off leash park, or if you have rural dogs, are out uh, you know in the yard on their own. Uh, they tend to smell things, <laughs> and so they can ingest that. Uh, do we do we know how many coyotes uh, within the popul- coyote population across the country actually have it? Do we know how that translates into the number of pets that might have it? Because that would give us an indication of eventually how many humans might end up getting it. 
Yeah, so it's actually quite variable across the country in wildlife populations. Uh, you know, so in the Edmonton area, we look at about a, about 50% of the coyote population are carrying it. That's a lot, um, isn't it? 50? It, it is quite a few, but you know, you compare that to out east, where you know, in southern Ontario, there are studies that show only about 20% are carrying it, uh, and out in Prince Edward Island, there was just you know one case reported in wildlife, I think, about a year ago. Um, so it, it shows that. The, um, so it, well, the parasite was introduced in Western Canada about 10, 11 years ago, and so you know we've kind of been seeing it spread east from there. So its its prevalence is much higher in Western Canada, much lower in the east still. But isn't that 50% a, a, a number that would be cause for concern? You know, it's it's actually quite consistent with what we see in other wildlife populations, um, you know, in British Columbia and in, in the Calgary area as well. Um, again, I want to emphasize that the, the risk of actually acquiring it is low. The amount of coyotes that carry it certainly seems to be high, and that's why we're continuing to do research into, you know, what, what might be causing this uniquely high prevalence. Uh, is it difficult for the dogs to get it? I mentioned that they'll go and they'll sniff things. I guess it, it, it can be the, the eggs can be excreted through uh, the feces from a coyote. The dog comes and sniffs it. They can ingest it, inhale it. Is that how it works? It can work that way. You know, if your dog goes sniffing around in coyote feces and gets some eggs on his face and then comes and, you know, gives you a good to see you again kind of lick on the face, uh, um, that's that's one way you can get it as well. So do the, do the dogs get it or do, are the coyotes sick at all or does it only tend to be uh, potentially fatal for a human? Well, what, what's fascinating is that coyotes carry it with absolutely no health consequences to themselves. Um, you know, they they live their life with this parasite pretty much unaffected. Hmm. So why does do, do you know why it hits humans differently or more in a more deadly manner? Well, so it's 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 just kind of a fascinating piece of the life cycle of the parasite. So the parasite lives in the coyote intestines um, where where again it lives happily, doesn't affect the coyotes at all. Lays eggs in the coyote intestines that get passed in the in the feces. Um, and it's it's something about kind of the canine gastrointestinal tract that you know, makes this parasite happy. But when it ends up, when the eggs end up in a human, they, the eggs will hatch and the larvae will migrate into the liver typically, which is where this disease presents. Okay. And and then they, they tend to expand. You can get a whole ball of them. And I, I, again, I don't, I don't want to cause concern or panic, but it is something that you need to be aware of. So what do people do to protect themselves or their pets from even coming close to this thing? Well, I think there are kind of two main strategies we can do to kind of mitigate the risk of this parasite. Um, one is to minimize the risk of eggs being deposited in our neighborhoods and the places we frequent. And so, you know, we do that by securing attractants, things like compost and garbage, um, and, you know, discouraging coyotes from coming into those residential areas. Because if, if coyotes aren't there, then they're not defecating there, then we don't get eggs in those areas. If you had a dog, would you ever take it to an off-lease park? I would. And so the, I think the second kind of piece to, to managing this parasite, you know, not only minimizing eggs in neighborhoods, but in those areas where, you know, we, we might be exposed to eggs. So if you work with soil a lot, um, you know, gardening a lot, or if you have a dog who might, you know, go rummaging, rummaging around in an off-leash dog park, um, you know, being mindful of those routes of exposure. So, if, you know, if you have a dog talking to your veterinarian about, you know, the potential need for, for deworming it or proactive treatment there. And then, you know, if you work with soil or gardens, being mindful to kind of keep your tools washed, washed your hands, um, wash produce before you consume it. Uh, the worming agent, that will, that those can help to stop this particular parasite? Like yeah, so I mean, it, 
so if you have a dog that likes to go rummaging around in the woods and you might be encountering coyote feces that way and, and potentially being exposed to eggs, talking to your veterinarian about potential deworming treatments um, are a great proactive measure to kind of minimize the risk of your pet carrying it. In the meantime, and it's so hard to do for any any dog owner or pet owner to, to, to not get in their face, uh, but maybe just try to, to think in terms of when you do. Yeah, you know, if, if your dog's just been rummaging around an off-leash dog park and he wants to come back and lick your face, that, that might not be the best time Perhaps. Uh, to give him that kind of love. Scott, thank you for this. Uh, appreciate your time this morning. Yeah, thank you so much, Daryl. All right, uh, take care. Uh, Scott uh, Sujan is a uh, PhD student in natural resource sciences uh, out of McGill University, but also studied this situation, this particular parasite, as a research assistant at the U of A, and obviously uh, well-versed with the situation here in the Edmonton area and across the nation now. So uh, interesting stuff. So don't panic. Just be aware. That's a good message to have.